In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Alma Siham. Christos Voskrese. Christ is risen. During this time of the of our separation because of the need, because of this coronavirus, we need to remember that we are all on this together. We are all in this together. We are the church. We are the gathering as disciples of Jesus Christ. We are those who come to worship him and to praise him and to lift our petitions up to him. So we must always remember that we are in solidarity with each other because we are in solidarity with Jesus Christ. We are united by the Holy Spirit. We are in communion with the living God. This we will make, and this, and by this, we will make it. By God's grace, and by God's compassion, and by God's philanthropia. Now on to this gospel this morning, where we have this miracle of the raising of the and the healing of the paralytic in body and soul at the sheep pool in Bethesda. Now recall we have this pool that is a miracle working pool that an angel would come down and stir the waters and all the crowd around the waters who were sick and blind and paralyzed, there would be a mad rush to the water and the first one in the water would be healed of their disease. Now one father says that we have here a prototype of the church and we have a prototype of baptism. But there's, while the people are together and they are gathered around something holy and they're in proximity to the pool and to each other, there's a lack of something. There's a lack of togetherness. There comes to a point when this holy thing is offered, it's every man for himself. And I'm at people perhaps even competing against each other in order to be healed by this water. So there's a gathering around God, but there's something that is falls short of the church that we know, the church that is in solidarity with our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ, united by the Holy Spirit. Now this water at this pool was powerful. It was endued by an angel. And this, and this angel's power that was endued in this water was limited. Again, one person could be healed only. And this, this healing was more of a lottery than it was of a communal event. Now we need to understand this is a proto-baptism because they were looking to water for their healing. But the baptism that we Orthodox Christians have been given, granted this gift, is different in character of, than this baptism at the water of Bethesda. St. John Chrysostom says that this water at Bethesda was a proto-baptism. It prepared Israel for the later baptismal waters that would be filled by the Holy Spirit himself. Now the baptismal waters different in character. The baptismal waters that we experienced or that we as we those who are catechumens are preparing to experience is God-powered. And the grace and the power given by God in this water is inexhaustible. 
It is given equally to all who seek it and all who enter it without losing any of its power. The power is in no way lessened when, it, when it's distributed. And this power, again different than the power of the water in Bethesda, also purges men of their sins, it heals their souls, it is a pledge that this power will be with men or women his own life, and it makes those who are dead, that is dead in the soul, alive again in spirit and later with the resurrection in body. Now we have this one man, this, this poor paralytic who was made whole later as we will see. It says that he was there for 38 years. Now let's put this in perspective. How old was Jesus when he came to this pool today? I would guess about 30 years old. So this man was waiting at the pool for his Savior some eight years before the Savior was born, before our Lord's nativity. So this man wanted healing. He wanted the healings from God. He wanted the healings from this water. But he suffered 38 years of failure. But Jesus, when he came to this pool, it's this man that he noticed. And he went to this man and he said to him, do you want to be healed? And the man said, paraphrasing, yes, I do. But every time I go there, I fail because someone jumps in the water before me. Now, one father asks, why did Jesus pick this man and not someone else from the, from the great crowd around the water? It's because Jesus wanted us to learn something, to learn virtues from this particular man. And what is this virtue? Jesus wanted to, to reveal this man's perseverance, his continuance of hope, his effort, his labor to be healed, his labor to be virtue, to have these virtues. And he kept going despite 38 years of failure. Here's a lesson for our spiritual life and for our prayer life. Our spiritual life takes labor. It takes struggle. Now, St. John Christen reminds us this labor and this struggle need not be exhausting. This labor and struggle need not be like working in a, in a coal mine in a deep, dark, hot spot. He says, it reminds us, sometimes it's more work to not struggle spiritually. That if we put a little bit of investment in struggling spiritually now, we will have a reward later that is long-lasting. And he says, if we stop struggling for a pleasure that is right now, a pleasure that is of the moment and fleeting, yet we are worried and we are remorseful and we feel guilty for time and time Worried about our Lord's judgment day, he asks us this, this very common sense question. Who is, wake, who is working more? Who is laboring more? And the answer is the one who, who sins now and gives in to the pleasures now and pays later. He says that we are, our life is better if we labor, labor for virtues now, if we are perseverant now for our Lord and for his salvation. That 
is what is good for us. So Jesus asks, asks this man, will you be made whole? Again, he did not, Jesus did not ask him for his own sake because Jesus knows everything. He knew what this man needed far more than this man himself knew what he needed. He did not ask for this man's sake uh, because he knew that this man wanted to be made whole. Jesus asked it for the, the sake of all the witnesses looking at this, this man and, and Jesus talking to him. And he did it for our sake. And so Jesus asked, essentially, paraphrasing, Do you desire wholeness or do you want to stay as you are? And in other words, he's asking him, Do you depend on yourself or on men for your salvation? Or do you depend on God for your wholeness? And this man came and he said to Jesus, I've been trying with men all these years to help me into this pool. One of the hymns says last night in the Vespers, he's been giving all of his money to physicians of no avail. Jesus, that this man recognized Jesus is this man's last hope. Now, there are three lessons to walk away from today about our prayer life. The first one is that this man recognized, this paralytic recognized, that salvation comes not from man, but from the Lord himself. He realized his helplessness. He realized the impotence of all the men and women around him to help him into the water. And he realized that he was helpless and in need of a savior. He was paralyzed and he could only look to the Lord himself. The second thing is that in our prayer life and in our life as Orthodox Christians, we must depend on God's grace, on God's power, on God's mercy. If we want to be successful in our spiritual life and to be healed in our souls and in our bodies. All healing comes from God. So we need to seek God and only God for his powerful, effective grace and compassion and healing spirit. And then the third thing. This man, this paralytic, needed a full church. He needed a church of, of men and women who were in solidarity with Christ, who were working together who were looking to Christ as his disciples and trusting in Christ that Christ's grace and power is for everyone to receive, not something to be grasped for themselves. It's not a win or lose situation. If someone else is healed, it does not mean that we are not healed. This man needed a church of Christ because the church is not every man for himself. We are saved and we persevere in God's grace, together, not apart, but together, by Christians imitating God and Christ, by Christians imitating God's good work and doing good works solely because God is good, then we have a functioning and successful church where men's and women's souls are healed and the dead are made alive and walk again. This is the kind of church that this man needed. This is the kind of church that Jesus was preparing him and the crowd around him for. And this is the church that we need. And if you don't mind, a fourth lesson. And I will close with this. 
about prayer, another lesson about prayer. This paralytic had something that is similar, if not exactly the same that we have when we pray to Christ. Now, the paralytic had the luxury of having Jesus in the flesh in front of him. He was able to see Jesus with his own eyes and to see Jesus, realize who he is, and ask Jesus for help. But we, Orthodox Christians, know and we must know and must assume that when we pray to God, when we go into our place of quiet, in our place of silence, and we, we block out all the world and block out all the noise and we are just alone with God, that we, we glory and worship, when we worship and glorify Him and when we thank Him, And when we ask him for petitions for our help, for ourselves and for other people, that we have the same Lord, though invisibly present with us, in exactly the same way that this paralytic had the Lord in front of him. By prayer in Christ, by worship in the church, this, by the grace of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, through our baptisms, through the renewal of our baptisms, through prayer at home, through reading the scriptures, through scriptural readings, by coming together in worship in the church with the sacraments, especially the divine liturgy, we are all dead, once dead women, men and women who are made alive again through Christ Jesus. Christos Sandeski.